everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald, and you know what? I think everybody is really looking forward to getting back to normal as we kind of go into spring and then move into summer. And one of the big normals for us around the entire West, of course, are our county fairs. And uh, I selfishly am very curious about what's going to happen with our Canyon County Fair this year. And today, Diana Sinner is coming on the show. She is the Canyon County Fair Director, and it is my pleasure to introduce her. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for the opportunity to join you today and to talk about the Canyon County Fair. Hey, it is my pleasure. Uh, I, have a, I have a daughter who's been showing lambs at the County, Canyon County Fair for years now, and I love that week. It is one of my favorite weeks of the summer just to spend, well, spend basically the whole week there as a parent of, an, of a 4-H uh, 4-H exhibitor. So it is a lot of fun and I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out what we know and where we're going and where things are heading this year. So tell us a little bit about you. How long have you been with the Candy County Fair? I was hired full-time as the exhibit supervisor in 2013. Um, prior to that, I had worked just during fair week um, for I think about four years prior to that. And then in 2017, I became the fair director. And in my in my life before Idaho, I actually worked at the Iowa State Fair. So I'm an Iowa farm girl, and I grew up in the fair industry and showing livestock and made made the move to Idaho and um, have found a home here. Well, welcome. And uh, that has got to be confusing for people who know you, because I know just in my in my uh, my travels around the internet, around the country, whenever I tell people I'm from Idaho, about five minutes later, they start talking to me about being from Iowa. And so with you being from Iowa and now living in Idaho, that's got to cause all sorts of confusion. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> people, people are very confused. And I just tell them that I only live in I state. Yeah. And so this, oh no, you could go to Indiana still or Illinois. So you could go back yeah. to the Midwest if you wanted to and stay in the I states. Well, wow, that is a big move. What brought you West? My, I, I got married and about a year into our marriage, my husband got an opportunity to move to move to Idaho with his job, and we had never been to Idaho. We didn't know anybody, and we just went for it, and we love it. That's great. Well, I'll tell you what, Iowa's loss is definitely our gain, and just for all the everybody listening out there who is not in tune with state fairs throughout the country, I, it's part of my job to kind of follow and be, in, be involved in that. The Iowa State Fair is one of the premier, I, there's an argument that it is the premier state fair in the entire country. And now we have the benefit of you, your experience and your expertise here with our Canyon County Fair. That's pretty incredible. Yes, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I, I, do, I do agree that Iowa is one of the best fairs out there. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where the debate lies. I think it's generally between Iowa and Minnesota. Is that right? Yes, Minnesota. And, and I've visited Minnesota State Fair several times. Um, they have a great fair. They have a lot of, lot of food. They have a lot more people um, as far as attendance, but that's mainly because they're situated in a larger metropolitan area. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So you, I, I mean, my goodness, you started as the director in 2017 and it was just two years later that uh, we had this unprecedented pandemic and COVID and all of that. And I, I want to commend you, by the way, because uh, last year you guys found a way 
to let the exhibitors go out and exhibit and then auction off their animals. And, you know, I, I talked to 4-H and or to FFA students all over the country. And there was a lot of students who were not that fortunate last year. And you guys found a way to get it done. So I think that was really, really great. It was great for the parents to be able to go and watch our kids exhibit. Um, and then in the online auction, uh, people did exactly what I expected them to do. And as they really, really stepped up to support these kids and their projects because, you know, the fair just wasn't happening. So congratulations to you on that. I think that was a great accomplishment. Thank you. We, we were very fortunate to have the support of, of Canyon County and the Canyon County commissioners. I felt very strongly about having a livestock show, about having 4-H and FFA um, youth still have the opportunity, opportunity to exhibit. There were so many things that these kids lost out on. And I didn't want them to lose out on their county fair. So we, we did what we had to do and we, we spread events out. So we had less people on the grounds at mm-hmm. a time and, and made it happen. And, and I was really, I was really happy with the way it turned out. And I selfishly, I actually got to watch more of, <laughs> of the events happening. Sure. And that's where my my passion is on the livestock side. So it was really a great event um, for me personally, and I and I was happy with the way it turned out. I was happy that we were able to make it happen. Okay. Well, I, I was too, and uh, even though I was very pleased with the way that it was able to happen, here we are. We're about four months away from the traditional date of the Canyon County Fair. So what's it looking like this year in terms of, of prospects? And, and by the way, I think everybody realizes that things have changed very rapidly with COVID. So being four months out, uh, you're telling us what you know now, but uh, that may not necessarily be what it looks like in July. That's correct. So what I've said from the beginning of this is that it's a fluid situation. So we're going to adapt and change as we need to. We as of right now, um, with the support of the county commissioners, are planning a full fair. We're mm-hmm. having the carnival, we're having concerts, we're having vendors, we're having we're having all of the exhibits. We're we're trying to do absolutely everything. We're very hopeful with the rate of vaccines that are available. That we're I I don't like to use the word normal anymore, <laughs> but we hope to be more normal um, by the last week of July when we put the fair on. That is great news. And I am right there with you. The word normal, I think the only thing I don't like saying more than normal is I, I am sick of the term new normal. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know which one I, I want or which one I prefer, but I am really happy to hear you say that. So I, at this point, with the information we have right now, full fare back, back to quote unquote normal. Yeah. Yes. We're, it's going to look a little bit different. We're going to we're going to adjust our layout. We're going to have a lot of signage. We're going to have more hand washing, hand sanitizing stations. But we are trying to bring back all the elements of fair that people expect and love and want to see. That's fantastic. Will there be, will there be at least at this point, will there be any changes in terms of, I don't know, the number of people allowed in at one particular time or any changes in terms of, um, I don't know, screening is, is people come in? Is that part of the plan? We've talked about it. Um, there, there aren't any firm plans with either of those um, at the moment that 
obviously that can change. Um, I've, I've talked a lot with just within the fair industry and other colleagues about capacity and how do you reduce, how do you bring less people in? Um, at this point, we're, we're still very hopeful that we can have a full fair. We are, um, the one thing that we're doing on the livestock side is, is we're doing some events prior to fair just because that area we have, we are blessed with a very, well-participated livestock show, mm-hmm. but it does, it's very crowded. Right. And so we, so we are, we are going to, we're going to do some of those events prior to fair so that the, the kids and animals that are here during fair that have to deal with the crowd will have more space. Okay. So that's one area that we're really focusing on. And then, and then just in general with our vendors and where we anticipate lines and things like that, we're, we're really looking at the layout and how we can space this out so people are comfortable. Okay. Now, when you talk about the exhibitors and the livestock, what have you identified the events that are going to take place before the fair opens already? As of right now, it will be our dairy cattle, dairy goat, um, pygmy goat and pack goat. I believe. Okay. Are the four that are that are going to be the weekend before. Okay, so those exhibitions and competitions they will be the weekend before the fair opens. Will will those dairy animals and the pack goats will they stay and the pygmy goats I should say will they stay at the fairgrounds for the general public to be able to view or will they be taken home after their their competitions are completed? They'll be taken home. And the main the main reason for how we're breaking this up is because we are we're planning to host an, a hybrid market livestock sale where we're going to do it in person, but we're also going to have the virtual element of it. Uh-huh. So we have to have all the market animals on site mm-hmm. for that sale to happen that way. So so in order to adjust the schedule, we had to pick the species that don't participate in the market livestock sale to bring in prior to the fair. Gotcha. I I understand. Okay. So just to clarify for everybody, you're going to do, well, now I, this, this word hybrid has now invaded the vernacular, which is, which is fine, but now we're going to have this hybrid sales. Whereas last year it was, it was a hundred percent online and virtual done with photographs of the exhibitor. Now it's going to be hybrid. So there's going to be people there in the, in the sheep and goat barn bidding on animals live, but there's also going to be people at home who are watching it virtually and they're going to be bidding online. And, and I, am I have that that's, right? That's correct. Okay. And so and that, that type of sale actually happens a lot in production agriculture and uh-huh. in cattle sales that happen all the time throughout the year is that you have both elements where you have people in person and then you also have your sure. bid via phone or online or however else. We can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. That happens quite a bit. And even outside, outside of agriculture and, and other types of auctions. And so uh, it's definitely a model that, that works. It's, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's very good for the exhibitors because obviously the more bidders that we have, uh, the better the prices that these young men and women are going to receive for their projects that they've worked so hard on and invested their money into. So I think it's a great idea. Is it, is it done or is it being done this way? Because there, you still anticipate that there's going to be people that would be uncomfortable coming to 
a location with that many people and with COVID or is, did you see so much success with the online auction this year that it was like, well, why not keep that part in place? Or maybe a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. I think there are people that, that won't either won't feel comfortable or it's truly not safe for them to be Mm -hmm. at an event with that many people. But we also did see a lot of success in how it went last year. And anytime we can, we can help the exhibitor be more successful is something that we, we want to add and change and adapt to. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. And uh, like I said, I was really pleased with the on- online auction this last year. And so keeping a component of that, even if COVID was completely wiped off the map, to me makes sense. Uh, there's just people out there would love to support these young men and women who can't be there at the fair for other reasons too. And this really gives them the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk entertainment. Uh, You know, I I am obviously biased towards the livestock and exhibitor side, but there's a lot of people that come to the fair uh, for reasons other than livestock. And there's music and there are rides and events and exhibits and things like that. Talk to us about that. What's that going to look like? I know you're you're talking about how everything's going to be arranged, um, but concerts and things like that. What's that looking like? We are planning for um, three nights of country concerts, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And we're, we're bringing them back how we've had in the past. It's been a long time since anyone has been able to enjoy live music. So we are excited for the return of concerts this summer. That is great. And I can go, I can go through the lineup if, if, if that's what you want to hear. Yeah, let's have it. Okay. Well, Thursday, July 29th, we have Lee Bryce. Nice. And the opening act is Lainey Wilson. And Lee Bryce has a lot of hit songs. Love Like Crazy, Parking Lot Party, I Drive Your Truck. He, he sings a song with Carly Pierce that's nominated for two ACM awards this spring. So that's really exciting. And we are super excited to have him at the Canyon County Fair. That's great. And then or Friday, July 30th, July 30th is Mark Chestnut. Cool. Bubba. (laughs) Yes. Bringing back some 90s country. Yeah, totally. He obviously has, he has 20 top 10 hits, eight of those hitting number one. Um, We've in the past have had a lot of luck with bringing back a 90s country act for Friday night at the fair. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're really excited about that. His opening act is Nico Moon, who is actually on local radio. He's a newer artist, but he has a he has a song out right now called Good Time and he's he's moving up the charts. We're excited to have him as an cool. opening act. And then Saturday, July thirty first, we have Rodney Atkins. That nice. opening act is the Powell Brothers, and Rodney Atkins sings These Are My People, Farmer's Daughter, Take a Back Road. I think it'll be a perfect Saturday night at the Canyon County Fair. Man, that is a great lineup. Have you had a lineup this strong before? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I think in 2019, we had a, we had a really good lineup. We had a rock act. We had Collective Soul that year that sold really, really well. Mm -hmm. It was kind of for, as someone booking entertainment, it was a little bit of a risk, but it, it worked out and we had the strongest turnout as far as concert ticket revenue that we've ever had in uh-huh. the history of the Canyon County Fair. I think we're going to top it this year I do too. with this lineup. Just really excited about it and excited to get tickets on sale. They're going to be on sale starting Friday, March 19th. Wow. That's great. 
I, uh, and I'm a little bit biased too. I, I saw Mark Chestnut live in, I'm going to say 1995 or 1996 in Bozeman, Montana, when I was going to college up there at Montana state. And, uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So I'm biased. It'd be fun to see him again. Yes. I think it'll be a great night. <laughs> and he can re-familiarize everybody with Bubba Shot the Jukebox. That's one of my all-time favorites. It's a fun song. That is a lot of fun. That is really cool. I, 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 there's so much pent-up demand to, to go out to a concert and to just relax and enjoy and, and just be part of that group. I, I can't imagine. Do you, have to, do you have to station people at the gates to control the occupancy? I'm, maybe I'm overly optimistic, but I'm just thinking people are going to flood in to finally be able to go to a concert again. I I think you're right. I think we're going to have a huge turnout, or at least I hope we are. Um, and, you know, a lot of, when you look at our concert seating, most of it's free with paid fare admission. Yeah. So if if you pay $7 at the gate, you can get a really good seat for Lee Bryce. And that's kind of unheard of anywhere. Right. To see an artist of, artists of these magnitude at, at that affordable of a price. I, we're gonna. I, I hope to have a lot of people. I hope it's a great turnout. In the past, the artists we've had here always comment about how much fun they have at the Canyon County Fair. Nice. So it's a huge compliment. To yeah, our it really crowd. is. It really is. Oh my goodness! I I can't even imagine. I you know it's one of these things, Diana. That is, we're sitting here talking about it. I I'm sitting here going, that's exciting. I'm really excited for us to have the fair and, and to have that feeling again, but I almost am not letting myself believe it because it almost sounds too good to be true, but it, it really is happening. Yes. I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I've, I've spent so many months of being hopeful and being disappointed and trying to figure out how to make things work. And I, I feel really confident that that we're going to make this happen this year, especially Canyon County, Idaho is going to make this happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, man, what a, what a great deal. And I feel like Canyon County has been a leader uh, throughout the entire pandemic and uh, they're continuing to do so. And I, I just can't help it is, is you're telling me all this, just thinking, you know, of course, Oregon is just not far from Caldwell at all. And I, I wonder if, we're going forward with the Canyon County Fair with this great lineup and, and all the fun that comes with the fair, even outside of the concerts. If Oregon is still locked down, I just wonder if people are just going to be coming across that bridge on I-84 and heading towards Caldwell. I would anticipate that. Last year, um, we, we, weren't, or we, we held on for as long as we could last year, mm -hmm. um, hoping to have a fair. And we were getting messages in our office from California from Oregon, from people all over the West that wow. just wanted to come to a fair. And they were, they were hoping that we were going to stick it out. Oh my goodness. So I, I think if, if it comes to that last week of July and some of those other areas haven't really opened up and yeah. haven't returned to, to events, I think we will see a lot of visitors. So man, I'm thinking way too small. You were getting calls from as far away from, as California last year, people just looking for an event. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just focusing on like Nissa and Ontario. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. 
Well, that's something that's, that's, that's really, really exciting. And I don't know, it's like two years of history for you. So how long has the Canyon County Fair been in existence? It started in 1887. Wow. 1880s. Okay. We actually had a fair at Canyon County in Canyon County before Canyon County was a county. (laughs) Okay. So 18 been around a long time. Yeah, that's 134 years if my math is right. A- 1887, so. the 19th century, and last year obviously is going to go down in history for the Canyon County Fair because of the pandemic. And obviously, I guess there's some history with the the influenza pandemic of I don't know what is that 1917 or whenever that was. So maybe there's some history there. I don't know, but you you have history that you oversaw last year with the pandemic. And I just cannot help but think that this year with opening up, it'll be another historical year, but in a much, much different way, a more positive way. Absolutely. We're, we're just looking forward to bringing, bringing all of our people back, bringing our community together. I, we, we're a gathering place and we're excited to be able to offer that again. It was, it was a tough year in 2020 and I, I'm still very, very blessed that we were able to have the livestock show the way we did, but we want, we want everybody to be able to come to the fair and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, that is very cool. Diana, this has been great. People are going to want to keep up to date with the latest updates and find out what's going on and, and plan their summers and know what to expect. Where can people go for more information and to kind of keep up, uh, keep up with information as things progress and evolve and all of that. We're continuously um, updating our website with with information for 2021, and that's canyoncountyfair.org. So be looking be looking there, and then our Facebook page. If if you're not if you haven't joined or not a member, then make sure to look us up and like us and follow. And we will be posting updates as much as we possibly can. Awesome. And is there anything else about the fair this year you want folks to know that we haven't talked about already? I don't think so. I just think, you know, we want, we want, again, we just want everybody to be able to come and enjoy the fair. And, you know, our priority is to offer a safe family event. And that's our priority every year. So um, come to the fair. Awesome. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here, everybody. And uh, well, looking forward to the Canyon County Fair in 2021. Sounds like it is going to be a lot of fun. Hey, here is to your Western lifestyle, however you define it.